having us here with you today. Um, I'm glad to be here and also humbled to be sharing because I know that there's so much I can learn from you guys. Um, so thanks for listening to us and for the chance to share a little bit about how God has brought us from out of darkness and into his light. We hope and pray this will be an encouragement to you in whatever darkness you might be wrestling with in your lives, either now or in the future. There are a lot of differences between um, my husband, Adrian, and my journeys of walking with the Lord and coming together to be sitting in this room with you here, just as there's a, you all have a different story of how you came to be sitting in the room with us. So I get to share with you a little bit about my testimony and more about the passion that brings us to you today which is the same passion that led us to meet each other, Adrian and I, um, four and a half years ago, and is leading us to move to Asia next year. So I grew up like some or many of you growing, going to church every Sunday with my family, and as well as Sunday school, vacation Bible school, and youth group. As long as I can remember, I believed in Jesus and decided to get baptized in middle school. But it wasn't until later in high school that I realized how desperately I needed God and really invited Jesus into my life. When I was in third grade, I was inspired by reading about Mother Teresa. She worked in one of the poorest cities in India to care for the poor people who were dying on the streets. And ever since then, my dream had been to work in health care and serve people without access to health care and, and share, them with, share with them about Jesus' love. In junior high school, around seventh grade, I was sitting in an orchestra concert and I felt that I heard God speaking directly to me about moving overseas someday to serve God and love the poor through medicine. God continued to encourage this passion in me and it motivated me to think about going to medical school as I went into high school and throughout college. But first, going back to being a, a little girl, ever since I can remember, my parents taught me about the God who created us for a purpose, to glorify him through our work, play, and worship. I learned about heaven and hell, and I remember being afraid as a kid that I wouldn't be good enough to get to heaven. My parents taught me that if I asked for forgiveness, God would make me clean from my mistakes and my disobedience through the sacrifice of the Son of Jesus on the cross if I asked him to come into my life and change my heart. As a younger kid, I usually listened to my parents and basically did well at school, at home, and at church. I started to think, though, that I could be good enough for God on my own. I kept trying to follow his rules for my life, and I did the right things. The problem with this was that the more determined I was to, love, to earn the love that God and my parents were showing me, the more and more afraid I became of failing. When my parents asked me to clean something, I would wash it two or three times over and over again. I double and tri tri triple checked everything I did at home and at school because I was afraid of doing something wrong by accident. Even though I knew my parents or my teachers would probably forgive me if I had made an honest mistake. As a teenager, I started to worry less about things like cleaning, and I worried more about my body and what I was eating. I stopped eating when I was hungry, and I ran cross-country at school and ran longer distances at home, thinking that if I suffered and denied myself of food or comfort, it might make me more able to deserve the many blessings that God had given me. At the same time, I became more and more anxious, frustrated, and I grew farther away from God, from my family, and from my friends. I lost weight in high school until the doctor diagnosed me with an eating disorder called anorexia. At this point, I was, when I was 14, my whole world seemed to fall apart. So 
suddenly I realized I had lost control over my decisions about what I wanted to do because I was under the doctor's strict orders and my parents' watching eye. I became more and more angry and I resented everyone more as the doctors prescribed medicine for my anxiety and I had to travel to doctor's appointments every week, forcing me to miss classes in school, stop sports, stop exercising, and I had to eat according to everybody else's rules. I was disappointed with myself and felt even more like a failure than ever before. In the middle of this, I woke up early one Saturday morning and opened my Bible to the Psalms. When I was reading that morning, God broke into the hardness of my heart. I realized that in all my efforts to prove to myself and to others that I could be good enough and worthy of love, I had actually become caught in a prison of extra rules that I built around myself, and I was controlled by unhealthy and condemning thoughts. I was trapped in my own worries and frustrations so that I could no longer enjoy anything, not even my friends, my school, or church, because I was constantly trying to hide from the truth about myself, about my eating disorder, and my efforts to recover from the eating disorder on my own had failed because I simply became bitter toward people who were trying to help me, and I bent the rules to my own liking, which slowed my healing. That morning when I read the Bible, I realized that by striving ahead on my own, I had actually pushed away both God and my family. I broke down in tears as I read the Psalms, remembering that God had placed in me a desire to serve others through medicine, and now I'd become miserable. I was completely focused on myself, and I was literally wasting away, having caused my family a lot of trouble and sadness. If I continued on this path, I realized I would never experience the fullness of the joy or the passion that I knew God had made me for. Sitting there in bed, I finally started to realize how much I really needed God and his forgiveness. I had already tried to get better on my own, on my own strength, but my efforts had failed because I was so stubborn and determined to do things my own way. I needed God to change my heart, and this could only be done through turning away from the selfish choices that were keeping me from him and keeping me from his good plan for my life. A perfect and holy God could not have ignored my anger, my vanity, my pride, but through the sacrifice of his son Jesus on the cross, there could be victory over the hardness of my heart and even the sickness of my body. By finding forgiveness in Jesus, God did change and soften my heart so that I began to be grateful for the help of others and finally could accept their advice. As Jesus changed my heart and helped me to let go of my fears of losing control, he brought me out of darkness and into his light as I became physically, emotionally, and more spiritually well. He also, I also learned, with the help of my mother, to reject the lies that Satan had been placing and that were creeping into my mind, to live instead as a child of the light, focusing on the goodness, the love, and the truth in God's words to us. I felt at that point that God literally gave me a new body and a second chance at life when I was 14. And ever since then, he's allowed me to run, work, and enjoy now the fullness of living every day with the help of the God who can help me turn away from Satan's lies and save me from myself, for my own freedom, and for God's greater glory. I carried those lessons and that story with me to college and then working in hospitals for a couple years after college and into graduate school. All along the way, the Lord continued to excite me with the work that he was doing in Asia and in Africa through Christians who were caring for the poor and sharing the good news of freedom in Christ 
with those who didn't have anyone to share that message with them in their language. I spent a lot of time with missionaries while they were back in the U.S., both as a kid and after college, and I joined some short-term missions teams, as some of you might have done. At different points, I volunteered with teams in Boston, in New York City, in Mississippi, Louisiana, Venezuela, Kenya, and among the homeless. I've learned so much from the Lord in those times of volunteering, as well as the times I've served in my home church. Whether I'm serving in Boston, where we live, or on another continent, I'm stretched and forced to face my own worries and anxieties and sin that I still struggle with, but I also learn to experience the joy of the Lord as I see him at work in the little children in our church or among the poor around the world, and he grows and excites my heart for how his truth is the real answer to the suffering and emptiness in this world. Walking with the Lord has still been a journey since high school, and he had some other lessons for me to learn about controlling my future. In college, I worked hard to apply um, to prepare to apply to medical school since I felt so clearly that God had called me to train as a doctor so I could work internationally. However, after four years of college and a year of working, taking extra classes, taking the MCAT exam for medical school, I got waitlisted and was rejected from the one school I had applied to. So the next year I worked harder, I volunteered with an international health nonprofit, I got another job working at one of the best hospitals in Boston, I got more recommendations for my application, and I finally applied to 18 more medical schools. I was so confused and disappointed when I again got waitlisted and then rejected. The Lord gradually showed me, though, that getting into medical school had become an idol for me, something that I was depending on to feel like I mattered and was doing enough for God. I'm not sure if any of you might feel that way about getting into your dream college, playing on a varsity team, or making it to a certain level of competition. I can see now that God wasn't as much concerned about the grades or the scores that I received, or even whether I was accepted into medical school, as much as he cared about if my heart was in the right place while I was working and seeking his will. What still amazes me is that the Lord loved me enough to give me something that would be even better for me than medical school. God took away the temptation of the one opportunity I so desperately wanted, and he gave me acceptance to another graduate school program to become a family nurse practitioner, to work in the parts of healthcare that he had actually made me better suited for. At the time when God closed the door to medical school, I thought I would be bitter and ashamed for years because I'd worked so hard and still failed to reach that goal. But God closed that door and opened another that enables me to work in an environment where I have much more joy and can be more fully who it is he created me to be. As I work in a family practice, doing just about all the things that I had wanted to do as a doctor but with a different title, and I had a chance to learn other skills that would be able to apply overseas as well. Right now I work in this role in a clinic where I see sick people all day. But from my own story, I know the one thing they really need, more than medicine from me for their sickness or pain, is the relationship with Jesus and his forgiveness that will sustain them for the lifetime, just as the Lord healed me from my illness and self-centeredness and pride. Finally, and most importantly, the Lord who made us and knows our deepest desires knew that if I got to medical school, I never would have had the opportunity to meet and get to know Adrian, who would become my best friend and husband. Adrian and I met at a missions committee meeting in our church, which we, where we were helping to arrange plans for the annual missions conference. This might not sound very romantic, 
but it was actually thrilling to meet and get to know somebody who was even more passionate about going to live overseas for all the same reasons I was, and who was interested in getting to know me as well. Both of us were only looking to date someone who was fully committed to following Jesus with their lives, as well as interested in moving to another continent to work with people who have no access to hearing about the true Jesus. We had fun dating and learned a lot from each other as we grew together over the next year and a half, praying for and following the Lord's direction for us. And to make a long story short, we got married two years ago. I couldn't be more grateful that the Lord didn't make it easier for me to get into medical school, where I wouldn't have had the opportunity to meet, and where I would still be in training rather than working in a job that's already fulfilling to me and also able to expect a baby boy in April. As Adrian and I are getting ready to move to Asia in about a year from now, we are motivated by what it is God has already done for us and how he continues to love us despite our failures and our worries. He's rescued us from ourselves and our addictions, our fears, and has given us a chance to live life to the full with him. We do have such good news to share with our friends, both here and internationally, about the Jesus who calls us his dearly loved children. As we, read, as we will read soon in our passage, he continues to forgive us and lead us each day, over and over again, to be exactly who it is that he created us to be. I want to close with the verse, Ephesians 5, 8 to 10, which we'll be reading soon. It's, for, what, for at one time you were in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true, and try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Even though I heard Jesus' words of truth since the day I was born, I struggled to believe and to walk in the light with him because of my stubbornness and my pride. However, we do have real comfort and hope in the fact that the God who created us made us to be in relationship with himself. And he is the one who makes us to be light in the Lord, like it says in our passage. No amount of our own hard work or determination can make us clean or deserving of his grace. But he is the one who loved us and gave himself up for us. As we live every day as children of the light and delight in his word and what is good and right and true, we will both find out what pleases the Lord as well as experience deeper and better joy in whatever the Lord has for our futures, which is better than whatever we might have planned for ourselves. Thank you so much for letting me share with you today. Thank you.